this ain't your daddy's sports radio, this is Sports Talk with Maddie Wills. And here's your host, Maddie Wills. What up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Maddie Wills. You got yours truly right now, sitting in a hot seat. My name is Maddie Wills. Shout out to everybody that got here through the website, MaddieWills.com. Hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, and if you're just kind of sticking around with the sports talk on the podcast side, I got to tell you, my my true passion and joy really, really lies in writing and being able to kind of get my words out on a screen with a keyboard and spend a couple hours just, just looking at things in different perspectives and digging up stats and things like that. It, unfortunately, it doesn't pay enough if you don't. You know, writing for some of these websites, but you know, personally, doing doing it in my leisure for my own personal blog is is something that I truly enjoy. So, if you do enjoy the podcast, or even if you're just here because I sent you a text or an email telling you to click the link, then go check out the blogs as well. Take five ten minutes, read a couple of them. Uh, you might be entertained. Of course, that's at maddiewills.com. Just click blog and then select whichever title you want to read. My most recent one. Today actually just went up this morning uh, about black quarterbacks in the NFL and how I feel as if they aren't being treated properly by general managers and owners in in, in the NFL in terms of just giving them the, the great opportunities that they deserve to display their skills. Because if you look historically, there have been a bunch of them that have uh, been very, very good and even right now, currently, this year and last year, uh, well, well, I won't give you too much of the story because I actually want you to read the blog. So go to MaddieWills.com, uh, click blog or MaddieWills.com slash blog and you'll you'll get right to those. Anyway, so today I had to hop on the mic, right? Because some news just came out and I mean just came out in the, in the it's a little after two o'clock. It was 2.30 right now here in Cleveland and, and uh, well, here in South Euclid, Ohio. And ESPN is now reporting, and I'm sure it's everywhere now, but that during the appeal process that Miles Garrett currently finds himself in, he went to New York yesterday. They had him all over social media boarding a commercial airplane. People were laughing and making fun that the Browns didn't want to spring for the, the the personal jet to get him to NY after he's likely caused them, you know, I, I think the fine for the team was $250,000. So I'm surprised they didn't put him on a bus, but... Miles Garrett, of course, in New York during his appeal process, trying to get his indefinite suspension reduced. Okay, to to rewind all the way back to the beginning, following the fight, just a couple days after that, before or no, the following day, I believe, um, before the weekend even got here, the NFL handed out that indefinite suspension to Miles Garrett, along with a host of things for a couple of other players. You can read about it all over the internet. Currently today, though, the new news right now is that Miles Garrett alleges that Mason Rudolph called him a racial slur during the melee or actually right prior to the melee. And he's using that as his reason as to why he snapped. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know how this is going to play for Miles simply because it's tough to prove what somebody said. Now, unless he can get somebody to corroborate that, 
and I'm sure the NFL will probably launch their own investigation to find out. But unless he can get somebody else to say that that's what happened, then it's going to be hard to prove that. Now, I, I do have a couple of points that I would like to make about Rudolph in all of this that I'll get to in just a minute. But staying in line with the fact that I'm not sure if Miles Garrett will ever be able to prove this, if if he can't prove it, then it's, it sucks, but it's really not a good look for him. You know, race baiting. You know how they're going to have a field day with that. Miles Garrett is a smart guy. There's nothing about him that we've ever seen in any interviews with the way that he's interacted with people, the way with a way outside of this lone incident that he's ever carried himself on the field to let us know that he isn't a smart guy. So he and, and he had days to think about what he was going to tell. The people reviewing his appeal. It's not like. And I did think the NFL reacted in haste. They handed out punishments, what, 24 hours after all of that happened? Less than that? So they reacted in haste, and they may not have been able to think everything through. I know that the NFL thinks that they had to suspend Miles Garrett indefinitely because they've never seen anybody actually swing a helmet in high-definition television during the course of a National Football League game. But if you do your Googles, you'll find that helmets have been swung on in the course of a football field before, and, and things just in recent years have been as egregious as this the optics might not have looked as bad but anybody remember Indomitian Sue coming down on the head of somebody with a cleat so things crazy things crazy things have happened on football fields before not only in the NFL all across America but because the NFL has never seen a white quarterback be struck in the head by a black defensive end with that white quarterback's helmet, they felt as if they had to react with the most punishment, the most extreme punishment that they could muster up. And I wrote in a blog that the punishment fit the crime. I don't think that he should be back this season. I do think that the indefinite portion of it is a bit extreme. And by the time you're hearing this, perhaps the ruling has already come down as to whether or not that suspension or the duration of that suspension will be upheld. So you, you, we might already have the answer to that by the time you guys are checking this out. However, I just want to make a couple of points about Mason Rudolph now. I'm not, I'm not telling, obviously I wasn't on the field, so I didn't get to hear whether or not he actually called Mason Rudolph a racial slur. And, and we all know what the alleged... The, what, what the word allegedly is right there's only one word that you can call a black man the most calm of black men perceivably i'll say there's only one word that you can call somebody like that to make them absolutely positively instantly snap right so we all know what that is Anyway, um, 
Mason Rudolph. My points about Mason Rudolph after I heard that Miles accused him of this. I had to see if there was anything out there that would suggest publicly, at least, that Rudolph would be the kind of guy who could utter that disgusting word. Right. And and, and I didn't find any direct proof that he would not not saying that I that I even would find that I would have been surprised if I would have found something concrete. But there are some certain things that do lead me to believe that it's possible. Oh, 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 I think it's big possible. And and I'm not even being funny. So Mason Rudolph apparently has an infatuation with one Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. Not sure if you know who that is. She is a Caucasian female. Uh, reporter or analyst for Fox News. She's known as conservative. And she, I mean, if you just take a look at her social media, read her tweets, check out her IG, it's not hard to see what side of the fence she sits on, okay? Uh, MAGA hat supporter um, has had negative things to say about Colin Kaepernick, Jamel Hill, LeBron James, just to name a few. Anybody seeing a theme there? And uh, uh, her, her, her social media would read just as you would expect it or suspect it to read. So, you know, go ahead and, and peruse through that on your own time. But for those of you who know who Tommy Laren is, then you know that, yeah, she really she really don't get down with the brown like that not like that so mason rudolph has liked several of her social media posts several of them ones damning colin kaepernick there was one post in this i don't know how you feel about it it's pretty disgusting to me but there's one post where 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 laren and I don't know if they were her sisters or friends or whatever. They all they all looked like, a, you know, they they hung out together. Um, they're all kneeling. Right. And the caption and I'm paraphrasing reads something to the effect of kneeling for. God, not Colin Kaepernick. And then something about how she loves America. Suggesting that. I guess the players that were kneeling during the time that Cap was kneeling were kneeling for Cap and not really a, a an idea about bringing a, a realization and an acceptance and a a uh, setting a standard for dealing with the racial inequalities in this country and and, and you know the rhetoric I mean it, it it you know by now that well you know your your belief in this will tell me all I need to know about you. But there are some that believe that Kaepernick knelt to bring awareness to the fact that black cops were killing or white cops were killing black kids and getting away with it and black men and black women and getting away with it. And there are some that believe that those cops are just doing their jobs. Right. So. Tommy Laren. At least. The optics of her social media channels will have you to believe 
that she sides on the fact that she believes that cops are just doing their jobs. She didn't see any need for Colin Kaepernick to disrespect the American flag, even though a U.S. military veteran is the one who told Colin Kaepernick to kneel at the flag in the first place. But nobody wants to talk about that. But let's get this back on Mason Rudolph. So Mason Rudolph is a huge supporter, a huge fan of Tommy Lahren. And, and I had to try to decipher, right? Because I read that post on Black Sports Online and I couldn't tell if Mason Rudolph was just liking her Instagram posts that were selfies or the ones that had an actual message that kind of supported her insane uh, you know, thoughts and beliefs, you know? And I think it's a little bit of both. I think if you ask Mace straight up, I don't know him, I don't know him, but I'm assuming some of his friends call him Mace. I'm gonna call him Mace. I'm assuming if you ask Mace straight up if if he thought Tommy was cute, he'd probably he'd probably say yeah. But he definitely liked the ones that were just simply about a message as well. So why do I say all of that? Am I saying that because Mason Rudolph is a fan of Tommy Laren that he must be a racist? I'm not saying that. I don't know the guy. You know. I, I've had my fair share of saying what is a like when it comes to social media plenty of times. So I'm not going to damn him for that. It's just a like, right? But it don't look good. It don't look good for a guy who's being accused of being a racist to have questionable social media behavior and and I'm really just trying to choose my words carefully here I'm I'm not distracted I'm actually as focused as as I've been all day it's tough to navigate these waters because you don't want to offend anybody But at the same time, the only way things like podcasts are worth listening to is if the creator is being true to themselves and delivering what they believe to be their truths and how they honestly feel and react about certain situations. Trying to be objective. And I see articles saying stuff like this. At that point, it's going to be hard for me to be objective. Because I'm not saying that Mason Rudolph uses racial slurs or not. I'm not saying that Tommy Lahren uses racial slurs or not. But I am telling you that people that do use racial slurs listen to Tommy Lahren. And that ain't hard to figure out. That ain't hard to see. Go to her social media and look around. You'll you'll be able to come to that conclusion real soon. So, no, it's not right that And I'm not going to try to implore to you that you should believe wholeheartedly simply based off the fact that Miles Garrett made this accusation and based off the fact that I'm telling you right now that Mason Rudolph is a huge Tommy Lahren fan, that you shouldn't automatically just take those things and say that, yeah, Mason or Mace, my bad, Mace used that word in that game. I'm not going to tell you that you have to believe that. But I'm telling you that I'm saying or that I believe 
that that's certainly possible, right? It's not a, it's not a hard, um, it's not a hard thing to envision, right? Now, let's take what we know about Miles Garrett into consideration for just a second. Yes, Miles Garrett already does have, I think, about fifty thousand, or prior to this incident has about $50,000 worth of fines for things like late hits just this season alone. Some are pointing to that as a reason to why the NFL was so strict in their retaliation to him and their punishment to him. They're saying that because of all of those offenses that he was building up over the course of this season already and that he had last season and whatnot, is a reason as to why we have to bring the hammer down so fiercely on this dude. But a late hit and swinging a helmet is two different things. If you look at the video from the beginning of the play when Miles Garrett and Mason got into the damn and Mace got into this altercation and you break it down piece by piece. You'll see that Mason Rudolph started this, right? I mean, are we still arguing that? I heard some Steelers fans say that Miles Garrett hit him late. And at first I thought he did. But you can look at the tape. There are pictures out there. The ball left his hand less than half a second prior to Garrett bring him down with a little bit of extra oomph. Yeah, he definitely did that. And did he bring him down with a little bit of extra oomph because he was called the N-word? I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying that that's true. That's what he's saying. That's what Miles Garrett is saying. And we haven't really heard him say much since all of this went down. He had the initial reaction as soon as the game was over. But outside of that, we've heard nothing. Now, something else that's a little suspicious to me in this entire situation is just, that just yesterday, Wednesday, November 20th, Mason Rudolph made a statement, a public statement, in which he acknowledged that his behavior played a part in the whole fight. He acknowledged that he did not handle the escalation of that properly. In my breakdown of the situation, Miles Garrett took him down and he took him down aggressively, right? The game is practically over, so... When I first saw it, I thought that Miles was a little bit extra with his takedown. But that was between the whistles. It's a football game. That's your rival opponent. All fair in love and war. We've all heard that before. But everything that happened after that, before the swinging of the helmet, is all Mason Rudolph. That's all Mace. Mason struck at Miles Garrett and is growing. Mason grabbed Miles Garrett around his helmet and began twisting it while they were on the ground. Then once the two were standing up and Miles was being pushed back by offensive linemen for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mason proceeded to come at Miles Garrett. He was the aggressor in everything non-football related. Prior to the swinging of the helmet, was all on Mason Rudolph. All of it. 
So is it impossible to believe that while Mason was in his fit of rage, which is what he was in, he grabbed Miles Garrett by his helmet and began twisting it while the two were on the ground. And then when they got up, he punched him in the growing. Are we to just assume that in all of that, he never uttered a racial slur? Isn't it conceivable or believable that that could have happened? I think it is. Because, again, by all accounts, with what we know with Miles Garrett, he, he, he's never acted anything like this in a football game that we've seen. Never. He's, I think he's in his, what, his third year. We've never seen him do this before. And a lot of the chitter chatter on the ground amongst Browns fans. Even after the decision came down to suspend him indefinitely was that Mason must have said something to make Miles snap. He must have said something. Now, did he say this? What Miles is accusing him of? I have no idea. I don't know. I just know that. Mason Rudolph is a huge supporter of Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren is a huge supporter of Donald Trump. She's hugely anti-Colin uh, Kaepernick. She's had a beef with Jamel Hill, who was a huge black, pro-black uh, female sports personality and now brilliant broadcaster, ex-ESPN employee. And Mason is a huge fan of hers. Now, on top of that, Mason had the very suspicious self-assessment midweek Thursday or Wednesday uh, press conference for a backup quarterback to address something that happened nearly a week ago when you haven't even been giving any given any suspensions or I don't even think you were fined or I, I the timing of that to me at least and I said it when I read the reports that he did it was extremely suspicious. And less than 24 hours after that, we may have found out why. So to recap, Mason Rudolph being accused by Miles Garrett of using racial slurs or a racial slur during that fight that got Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Miles Garrett today went to New York and I read that he was there for about two hours pleading his case as to why his punishment should be lessened in his defense. He used or he claims that Mason Rudolph used a racial slur, which sparked the entire fight. Since then, I found out that. Mason is a huge supporter of Tommy Lahren. I saw with my own eyes in the video that I've seen more times than I'd like to acknowledge that he was definitely the aggressor, especially when the two were on the ground. You didn't see Miles Garrett get do anything outside of a football move until until he was basically rushed again by the guy. And after his helmet, his own helmet was almost twisted off of his head, he was kicked in the groin. Some even say that Mason bit him on the arm. There's like a picture of Miles having a bleeding bite mark on his arm. But I saw it on the Internet. So so who the hell knows if whether or not that's true. And I'm not telling you what to believe. But I am telling you 
this wouldn't be the biggest reach that I've ever seen. So it'll be interesting to see how the NFL handles this new piece of information that they have. If they make their final determination with this bombshell in 24 hours like they did with the Oban, Ogan Joby, Urban, Obi, I, don't, I can't, whatever. The, the defensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns that went and appealed his one-game suspension, which was upheld. That decision came out rather quickly. The decision to suspend Miles Garrett and, uh, you know, the host of suspensions that they divvied out less than 24 hours after this initial fight all went down. That came out pretty quickly to me. If they rule on this appeal in the same haste that they did with everything else, I'd be a bit surprised because it's not as if, they they need to it's they don't need to make a decision today or tomorrow. I would like for them to do a true investigation. Poll people. Interview people. Get them to comment anonymously on the Steelers and the Browns. Because if he really actually said this. Then. Shit, how, how can you uphold an indefinite suspension to a guy who reacted by something so egregious, something so sick and something that has no place in the field of sport in America, right? I mean, we all know what, what we're dealing with by being Americans. We all have to deal with that racism BS every day anyway. But sports... You know, sports are supposed to be our, our haven from things like that. It's supposed to be our escape from the real world where we can just, you know, as fans, we can find or lose ourselves in just watching a great contest. As players, they can kind of go out there and, and put their cities and their regions on their back and go out there and, and do the best they can and, and get away from all the trials and tribulations of real life. So something like this finding its way onto the field, even though I do believe, obviously, that's it's, listen, it's it's America. It's present everywhere. It's definitely present in these organizations. We remember Donald Sterling from just a few years ago with the Los Angeles Clippers and and all of that. So we know that it's there. It just it just sucks when we have to see it like this. So if Mason Rudolph did say that, I don't know how there's any way they can suspend Miles Garrett for any more honestly than just a handful of games. Honestly, I mean, if they can prove that Rudolph did say that, which his camp and I haven't said this at all during this entire podcast. So I, I do want to be fair to his camp. They vehement, uh, what's that word? They strongly deny <laughs> Mason Rudolph's lawyer issued a statement about five minutes after I saw the uh, the news report from ESPN. And they strongly deny that Mason Rudolph had said anything like this. So I just wanted to put that out there and be fair to say that. But if he did say that, I don't know how they can uphold this suspension to the duration that they already set out. He obviously has to be suspended for a considerable amount of time. And then on the other side, and this is nuts that I even have to acknowledge this. But you guys all remember Juicy Smollett, right? The Dave Chappelle skit about Jussie Smollett and his crazy antics that he pulled over in Chicago last winter. I can't I can't imagine that Miles Garrett is going to go to Juicy Smoulet route. I I just I I just can't imagine that. He's had all of this time to think about what his defense was going to be. 
So if that's what happened, why wouldn't he say that that's what happened? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'll definitely hop back on the mic as soon as, or not as soon as, but whenever the the decision does come down, uh, please, guys, go check out the blogs, mattywills.com slash blog. I believe should take you there. If that's a broken link, I apologize because I haven't tested, but go to mattywills.com. I definitely know that works. And just click on the tab that says blog. I'll definitely be back with another podcast within the next seven days. I appreciate all the listens. Again, if you didn't know, you can find us on uh, Spotify and on iTunes, as well as MattyWills.com and SoundCloud. So wherever you listen, I certainly appreciate it. Please, if you like the writing that you are no doubt about to read right there, MattyWills.com, MattyWills.com. One more time that if you do like what you read, go ahead and share that with, you know, whoever your football fans are, or your sports fans are in your circle. And uh, yeah, man, we're trying to get this ball rolling a little bit. So until next time, guys, I'll be back to you on the mic within the next week. Go read those blogs and uh, y'all have a good weekend. I'm going to holler at you. Peace.